torture, crucifixion, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. We often think of the theological significance of all of these events in Jesus' earthly life, as well as how they personally affect us. We think of the elements of Passover, especially the bread and the wine, and how Jesus used the Passover meal in connection with his impending death, fulfilling its elements as remembrance of his establishment of the new covenant. We think of how the bread that Jesus broke and passed around to his 12 disciples represented his body. A body that was beaten beyond recognition. The back that was whipped with a cat of nine tails. It wasn't just whipped, it was torn apart with bits of shattered glass and pottery tied to the nine ends of this whip, its only purpose to tear and rip human flesh. The head that had a mocking crown of thorns shoved down on top of it and then beaten with rods. The face that had beard ripped out and was smacked around repeatedly. The shoulders that bore the rough, splintery wooden cross as far as they could. The hands and the feet that had railroad-sized spikes driven through them. The voice that told God to forgive the oppressors because they didn't know what they were doing. The eyes that looked out with love on those who were mocking and scoffing at him. The lungs that gasped for air as his body was raised up and down just in order to breathe. And then those lungs finally gave out. We think of how the wine that Jesus poured and shared represented his blood. The blood that was sweated out of his body as he wrestled with what he knew God's plan was and that he knew he had to follow through with it. The blood that ran down his body as he was tortured and ripped apart. The blood that got in his eyes as the thorns cut deep into his head. The blood that flowed when the nails were pounded into his hands and feet. The blood and water that gushed out of his dead body when the Roman soldier impaled him with a spear to make sure he was actually dead. The body that was broken and the blood that was spilt, just so we, hopeless in our sins, enemies of most holy God, could be restored to him. The body that was broken and the blood that was spilt in obedience and in love. 
But we often don't think about what this Last Supper, this last Passover meal that Jesus would observe with his beloved disciples meant to Jesus, our Savior, personally. In Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 16, we read, When the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. The word translated as earnestly in the English language is very interesting when it comes to Jesus' personal feelings regarding this last time he would eat uh, this kind of meal with his disciples. In the Greek, it conveys a strong and passionate desire based on an urge. Depending on the context, this word can be either used in negative connection to a fleshly lust based on human passion, or a positive connection to a good and spiritual desire. In fact, the word is derived for the Greek word to covet, lust for, have your heart set on, or long for something. If you think of that in the negative, sinful, fleshly way, following through with that passion, is destructive. It's the same kind of human power that we're talking about, but one that's thoroughly positive. Jesus, both in his spirit and in his humanity, had such a strong and passionate desire to spend this one last Passover meal with his beloved disciples, that he had his heart set on it. Obviously, Jesus knew he would be fulfilling different elements of the Passover meal and using them as elements to establish remembrance of his suffering and of the institution of the new covenant and had a strong desire to do that. But he also had a strong and passionate desire to personally spend this meal with these men who had given up everything to follow him for three years. We see his love towards his disciples and his prayers for them as recorded in John 17. You know what? I don't think that Jesus' passionate desire to spend the time we come together as his disciples now to remember him, his sacrifice, and his resurrection before him ever waned. When we gather together to remember him and to partake in the elements of what we now observe as Holy Communion, Jesus is not somewhere else. His Holy Spirit is right here in the midst of us, in the midst of this partaking, moving in us and reminding us of his strong and passionate desire to be connected to us in every way. So when we partake in the elements of communion, yes, we remember. We remember his sacrifice. We remember his 
torture and his crucifixion and all that he went through. We remember his crucifixion. We remember his resurrection. We remember his ascension and we remember his future return. We remember the theological significance of that in our forgiveness from sin, salvation, redemption, restoration, justification, and sanctification. We remember what we have waiting for us for all of eternity. And we remember that he continues to have that strong and passionate desire to commune with us. Every minute of every day, but also especially during our time of coming together as his body at his table. Remember, one of the biggest reasons he even came to earth was because of his love for us and desire for us to spend all of eternity with him. So as we partake in these elements, let us spend time with him. Yes, remembering his sacrifice. Yes, remembering his resurrection. Yes, remembering his return. But also spending, with him per t spending time with him personally as we gather as his followers right here in this time and culture and place and fellow heirs of that kingdom. There is much to revel in, enjoy, and rejoice about in our relationship with him. Amen? Amen? And knowing that the Holy Spirit, sent from Jesus and the Father, is here among us right now, let us not grieve him by knowingly harboring sin in our lives as we think about all that Jesus suffered through for us. So before I invite the deacons to come forward to pass out the elements of communion, I want us all to take a moment to get anything we need to get right with God made right with him.